Well, welcome everyone. This is Declaring Your Destiny and I'm Carolyn and Audra's here and we are going, we're just believing for miracles, signs and wonders and we're very excited. We're declaring the word of God and today we are going to finish up our series on the Beatitudes. This is a, I believe we did it in eight parts. Is that right? Yes. Audra? Mm -hmm. Yes, but there are nine Beatitudes, right? No, we did it actually in seven parts and there's eight Beatitudes. Okay, okay. Keep yeah. me straight, Audra. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to do the last Beatitude today. And this is about uh, those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. So let me just get, get us started. And um, the scripture says in Matthew um, chapter 5, I believe it would be verse nine or 10, 10, mm -hmm. 10 blessed mm -hmm. are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. There's, there's a lot in those verses. So, there's there a lot is. in the 10 and 11. So we're just going to kind of break it down a little bit for you. Um, and first of all, I think a lot of people say, well, gosh, how can you possibly be blessed when you're being persecuted? Um, well, obviously we do know that persecution is like, you know, harassment or oppressing a person or a group of people. So it's obviously never a pleasant thing to happen. Um, mm -hmm. It does involve su suffering and often severe pain. But Jesus says to those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, they are blessed and they will be a part of the kingdom in heaven. So I mean, that's a good start in understanding how persecution can still be a blessing. But Carolyn, what does it mean to be, what does it mean to be righteous though? Well, that's a great question, Audra. So righteousness refers to a complete orientation of life towards God and his will. So this kind of righteousness is highly visible and the scripture tells us in Matthew, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hid hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. And that's Matthew 5 verses 14 through 16. So actually, if you look at that, Jesus told us what righteousness was after he gave us this beatitude in the same uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we note that Jesus wasn't offering a general blessing to all victims of persecution for any cause. Everybody doesn't get it. He mm -hmm. offered it only to those who are persecuted for actively pursuing the kingdom of righteousness and because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And this you see in Matthew 5, 11. And the Peter, Jesus' disciple, put it this way. 
If you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. And Peter wrote that in his letter, 1 Peter um, chapter 2, verse 20. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's very clear. Thanks. You do. We do it righteousness. Then we definitely know that, you know, being persecuted is very commendable. And I mean, of course, it does bring us closer to the Lord when we are persecuted as well. But there's a, in the Bible, there's a lot of examples of persecution. I know that we've seen so many of them. And some of the most common forms of persecution that we see, particularly in the Bible, include things like imprisonment, torture, and mm-hmm. even death. I mean, Stephen um, was stoned to death. He was persecuted. So, you know, it, there it does go all the way to, to death. But an example that um, I think a lot of us may be familiar with, or at least we know familiar with the, the, the young men in uh, Daniel is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego um, in the book of Daniel. How the, young, the young Hebrew men um, who were thrown into the fiery furnace by King uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Um, and that was because they refused to bow down to a golden statue. They were like, no, we're not doing this. And so the king threatens them with death if they don't worship the statue. Okay, so what they chose to do was to be re- they to remain faithful to God, and they refused to compromise their beliefs. And what happened? They were thrown into the furnace. And I mean, if you read stories about this, I mean, it was so hot that the guards that had to open up the furnace were, you know, they were just burned right up. So it was clearly not just, you know, taking a little step into something a little too hot for you. But God protected them. I mean, he, you know, um, and they were able to walk right out. They didn't smell like smoke. There was not one burned hair on their head. So hmm. what this story really teaches us is that even if we have to face, even in the face of persecution, we need to remain faithful to God and trust in his protection. Right. And that's, that's definitely one lesson that we've learned, learned. And also on the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego also teaches about the importance of standing up for our beliefs. It's really hard. And it's very difficult. And it's really unpopular, especially when your belief is is very unpopular in in the culture today. And I think we see that pretty yeah. frequently now, especially for Christians. Um, but these three men were willing to risk their lives rather than compromise their faith. So as Christians, we also must be willing to stand up for our beliefs and to be a witness to the truth, even <laughs> if we have to face persecution. And I know that that's, that's a hard thing to do. Um, yeah. But just remember that God, you know, just remember this story. God was with the, those three young men and not a hair on their head was harmed. So It's just amazing. It is. And they were so brave. Yeah, they were. They were so brave. And then there's the example of Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah. And he wrote two books in the Bible, Jeremiah. And then he wrote the book of Lamentations. And he faced persecution for his messages from God. And we see a lot of prophets are being persecuted today as well. He was opposed by the religious leaders and the people of Israel because they did not want to hear the warnings of the impending doom that was coming. Jeremiah was beaten. He was put into the stocks and he was thrown into the mighty 
cistern. Is that right, Audra? Muddy cistern. 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 Okay, the muddy cistern was a pit, if you don't know what it is, that was pretty deep because it took ropes that they put rags on to and, and several men to pull him out of it. And I've even heard one account that perhaps there was sewage there as well. I've heard that as well. And I do believe that to be true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would not surprise me. So, I mean, anyway, so Jeremiah's story teaches us that religious persecution, it can come from those who should, you would think would be supportive of us, including our own religious leaders. And, but we must remain faithful to God and continue to share his message, even when it is, seems unpopular or is met with opposition. And mm-hmm. Jeremiah did that. He did it all the way to the end. Um, they came and they, they took the king, Zedekiah, and everyone to Babylon and they Jeremiah was given favor and told he could pick wherever he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And it was really amazing. God, God remembered Jeremiah. And but then look at the Lord Jesus. Oh my goodness. He was arrested, he was beaten, he was crucified because of his teachings and the claims of not even claims, the truth of being the Son of God. And his followers were also persecuted and faced imprisonment, and many were murdered for their beliefs. In fact, all but one of the apostles was murdered, and John was the only one not murdered, and um, he died in on the island of Patmos, yep. where he was exiled. He had been boiled in water and all uh, all kinds of stuff and did not die. So we certainly know about Paul and all the persecution that he underwent as well. And he, um, I mean, throughout his entire ministry, he was being uh, persecuted. I mean, he was what he was imprisoned. He was beaten. He was even stoned for his beliefs. So uh, even, even so, um, and I, takes a lot for a person to have gone through all that too. Um, right. He remained steadfast in his faith um, and he continued to share the gospel with others, even in the face of opposition. And he did face a lot of opposition. Um, and it just teaches us, you know, all of these stories, but Paul's um, story does teach us that persecution, it's just an inevitable part of, of our Christian journey. You have to understand that, that, that persecution will come. It may not be here in the United States yet, but it will be coming and it has come. I mean, look, there are a lot of people who are in opposition of Christians right here in our own country, but certainly you do know around the world that there are a lot of Christians that are being persecuted like this to death even. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. But, you know, like Paul, we we can remain faithful to God and trust in his strength to help us endure even the most difficult trials. We just have to have that faith and just believe. Um, and, in, you know, Paul also teaches us the importance of community because it's important to have other like-minded people with you. So even when you're facing persecution and opposition, Paul was supported by his fellow believers. I mean, he had all of his 
all the other disciples and, and even other followers that were supporting him. And they encouraged him. If you read the letters that, um, you know, Paul writes, um, and then, you know, things that he, he talks about in his letters. Thank you for the support. Thank you for this. You know, yeah. I heard a good report from so-and-so. And so he was really supported by them. So as Christians, we also need to surround ourselves with a really supportive community who can help us through the times of persecution and to help strengthen our faith. It's very, very important. Yes. Yes. Be with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we see from the examples that um, to endure persecution for the sake of righteousness, it does require uncompromising faithfulness to God, despite every threat and pressure. And the implication here is that those being persecuted actually have some choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. And in other words, they do not they didn't choose to avoid doing what is right in order to avoid being harassed or harmed they make a conscious choice to honor god and to be faithful to him despite the persecution from those who are unrighteous mm-hmm. like shadrach meshach and abednego they knew that if they would bow down nothing would happen to them mm-hmm. they knew they were facing the fiery furnace and they refuse to bow to Nebuchadnezzar. Absolutely. And in each one of these instances, and there, of course, there are other examples of this throughout the, the, the Bible, but we just gave you a few. But I mean, definitely, we just absolutely refuse to bow down. It's very brave uh, to, to be that way. And as Christians, you know, we have to be prepared to face persecution for our faith as well. So, you know, in this beatitude, you know, it, it is telling us that, you know, persecution will come. So we also need to remember that persecution can also strengthen our faith and bring us closer to God. Um, And you can see those, see that happening in other, um, in these examples that we've given you. So what we need to do is learn from the examples of persecution in the Bible and then be encouraged to stand firm in our faith. We need to trust in God's protection um, and strength to help us through any of the trials that come our way. And remember this, I think this is probably the most important thing that Jesus promised that even if persecution brings suffering or mistreatment for those who endure, they will receive the indescribable rewards in heaven. Try to keep that in your mind to keep you strong. um, And of course, surround yourself with people who are also going to be there to lift you up in those times of persecution. Yes. And I mean, you know, fortunately in the United States, we haven't seen the persecution that many of our brothers and sisters in Christ have had to endure. Um, You know, so many churches are underground in different countries and they, they do terrible things to people if they find out they're Christians. And so, but we 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 hope that doesn't come to this country. Yeah. But we do need to be prepared for that and pray for those who are being persecuted. Pray for them. Yes, pray for them. And um there's lots of places you can go to find out about people who are being persecuted um in throughout the world. And you know, so you may want to if you if that's interesting to you, you can do some research on that. 
and um, again, pray for them. You can you can actually get the names of people who are in prison for Christ. So, yes. So we're going to start a new series in the next week. And um, we've kind of been talking about it a little bit, but I don't know if we finalized it, Aldra, do you think? And, I think we have, but. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about, we're going to, we're going to start with an introduction and we're looking at a, a small series on spiritual warfare because we've got so much going on in our world now. And as believers, Jesus gave us the authority to, to, use his authority to come against the evil that is coming upon that is trying to attack us and we want to talk to you and us study again and us hone our skills of dealing with spirit the spiritual warfare that is coming against us our country our family people in the body of christ so we hope that you'll stay tuned for that. And um, Audra, is there anything else that we need to share today? If you just want to share any kind of praise report or something fabulous that's happened uh, because of God in your life, you can just uh, email us at declaringyourdestiny1 at gmail.com. And uh, all the other stuff where you can find us will be in the description box. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Have the best day. Shalom. Amen. God bless. <laughs>